cool. All right. <laughs> What's going on out there, people? What's good, people? It's Reg. It's Stone. And we're here mourning the death of Offset and Cardi B. It was, I remember when I first read about it and my heart was full of joy. It was the black, <laughs> the black Meghan Markle slash <laughs> the it, royals, the trap royals. It was kind of though. It was. Then, you know, they walked down the trap aisle, you know, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of high hats, a lot of eight way beats. You know what I'm saying? It was at Magic City. It was beautiful. It was glorious. And then now that relationship has been torn asunder. Mm. You know, all we have is darkness, sadness, and I guess crying Instagram people. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, and, and I don't know. I, you know, I listen to Kari's message. Seems like they ended on good terms. Kari's trying to live her best life. Yeah, I can, you know, she, like, her stock's going up. The Migos, like, according to their last release of 2018, are definitely going down. <laughs> <laughs> she can't be out in the strip club, like, trying to, like, you know, beat the bartender that's offset. Like, yeah. it, it's like... She's too good for that. She's just too good for that. I was yeah. I the argument that's how she became Cardi yeah. B. <laughs> I, I got faith in Cardi B. In uh, our last podcast that uh, we recorded as we're setting up the audio equipment yes. that you'll never hear because <laughs> we didn't record it. Um, we're trying to figure out, well, you know, what's the next path for Cardi? You know, Cardi's on, the, you know, she's obviously on the upswing. She needs a bow. She needs a bow. Like she needs a dude, you know, or, or a girl. That's gonna treat her right. Exactly. You know, like like she needs somebody out there. You know, so I we don't know who that person is. If you have any suggestions, at us on Twitter, hit us up, text us. Uh, I said Meek Mill, and, and I'd actually be a little like nice little dig at, at uh, your girl. Um, oh, yeah, that would be, but that would be, <laughs> yeah, Nicki Minaj. I'll be, be hell nice, her. like that Nicki Minaj, be, like like this. Maybe that would be good. That would bring her back. We would actually get some decent Nicki Minaj you know, records. Uh, I said Gucci Mane. Gucci Mane. You know, uh, like like keeping the ATL. Uh, yeah, so uh, what do you guys think? You know, kind of curious. I got one, Timothy Chalamet, the actor. You dude. know what? I can imagine because he'd be so nice. It, it, maybe she needs either somebody for a little bit of thug or somebody who's so unbelievably nice. She can't like. I'm not even mad at that. Yeah, I can see that kind of working. I can, I can see that. Yeah, like he, he would be. She'd be on some like whoop 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 whoop. He'd be like, I just love you, Cardi, and she'd be like, God damn it. <laughs> I'm I'm not mad at that suggestion. Like. <laughs> He would just always went over with the like puppy dog guys and the kids. Yeah. So I'm like, but I really yeah. love you. Yeah. Like I don't want to see you hurt. And it's like fuck. And like she, he's always hanging out with like all the hip hop dudes anyway. Yeah, like so he's not. Dude, they yeah. have to cross paths if they haven't already. I, and I, I, I deep down inside, I bet she's got some dope ass beats. <laughs> <laughs> he's said it like you're on the low. You know, I just did this acting shit because. <laughs> I think he even said that he was saying something along the lines of Cuddy was the one who like. Yeah. Like he was gonna quit acting or something, and Cuddy was like, "Yo, yeah. dog, you, I like you. Just keep acting." <laughs> and I brought him back to life. You know what I'm saying? I would yeah. be a hip hop couple. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, but anyway, anyway. Uh, speaking of Nikki, let's let's discuss some of the big. It's been a really big week for for the rap music. It's been a really amazing yeah. music week, um, and that's actually mo- what we're pretty much going to talk about this week because nothing else is happening. Yeah. Yeah, but like this dope music that's dropped. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, I, I think the biggest record, and it's weird um, to have such a big, I guess, like, you know, all these guest stars and yada, 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 and yet drop so late in the season. But 
Meek Mill dropped this pretty solid fucking album. Really solid album. Yeah. Really solid album. And and I felt like usually albums tend to be he's a killer's heel because he's somebody where again Meek Mill, you know, battle rapper, great gruff voice. Yep. You know, during like the whole like this down and dirty or let's say dirty trap era where you would have Gucci, you would have Rick Ross when they're ruling the streets. He was just putting up these same, you know, these slow grinding street trap bangers. He was just knocking them out like nothing, like Cheerios, basically. And so it's interesting because obviously, you know, we all know he went to jail for about a year off some, you know, parole <laughs> shit and just basically American criminal justice, justice fuckery. And he's kind of come back a little bit changed. So it's going to be interesting to see how he kind of attacked, you know, what, what a new Meek Mill would sound like. And it seems like a new Meek Mill sounds like the old Meek Mill, but oddly better. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And, and it's it's kind of cool to see just the, the dude, like, glow up, you know? Like, like you know, again, like you, you said, like, he's a product of the criminal justice system, and, like, he was able to get, like, what was the dude from, because uh, he shouted out the dude from the, who owns the Patriots, who, like, really kind of got him out, Literally out, out of jail. On some, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like how he has like friends in high places, you know, and you know I I think like you know it's kind of cool to see that. Um, and now he's he's kind of evolved beyond music in a lot of ways. Yeah, like, like I'm seeing him give speeches, New York Times you know, op-eds. Yeah, like like it's it's kind of cool to kind of see him become this you know kind of poster child for criminal justice reform. So yeah, like in a lot of ways, I kind of stopped thinking of <laughs> about him as a musician. Um, so it's kind of like nice, uh, kind of nice to have this reminder. The Desmond Tutu of hip hop. <laughs> 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 oh yeah. <laughs> Where's Meek Mill's PR? <laughs> and, 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 and he had a, but the thing is over a year ago though, two years ago, we have to, we have to think back. It was the exact opposite. His career, his career was in shatters. He was somebody where. Forgetting about everything because he let emotions play with him. He's somebody where he started an arbitrary rap beef and just basically got annihilated for, you know, for, for weeks at a time. And people weren't really messing with that last album because of it. It was it just seemed kind of petty. Yeah. And it seems like the Meek Mill kind of came back like, you know, that old Meek Mill was petty and kind of haughty and a little bit too much ego. And this Meek Mill came out, you know, with that Gucci man wave, man. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And I think, like, he's he's kind of writing the whole, um, you know, his whole kind of, like, criminal justice reform thing and, like, the social justice wave. And, like, this album, like, just reminded me, like, just old school street CNN albums, you know, where it's like you're just talking about what's on the streets. You're just talking about, you know, like, all the things that are kind of happening. He still kind of has, like, his ego moments, but... I just kind of felt like it, like he was bringing it back to basics in a lot of ways. Agreed, agreed. You know, and, and I think like that's kind of what he needed. I, I I don't think he needed to kind of like disrupt the formula or you know just you know. I, I think like he had, like I feel like he just executed like this idea like really well. Um, and also too like with the guest star, you know, Jay Z. <laughs> oh, yeah. who, who has recovered <laughs> and brought one of the best verses, you know, I oh, wouldn't say the best verses of the year, but like best verses that Jay-Z has done. It was Jay-Z, Jay-Z of old. I think yeah. be better than anything on 444. And not to yeah. say that's a, that's actually a pretty great record, but it's kind of nice hearing like basically old school Jehovah, MC, you know, well, well, God MC throwing thunderbolts from the top yeah. of Mount Zeus. Well, Jay hasn't had a good feature in a, in a while. 
I'm trying to think of the last J feature that oh, was wow. fire. Yeah. You know, not like his own project, but like a feature. Like, like, like he's been phoning it in for 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 a while. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> you know, so like at, at least at least like this uh, this track he showed to the studio, maybe. Yeah, I, I don't know what he, what he switched up, but at least he he brought the fire. And it's kind of cool to see um, somebody like like Meek like kind of bring that out of Jay Z, and, and you know, so yeah. I feel like oh, everybody Cardi B. If, yeah, the oh, Cardi track was just yeah. like oh. Everybody wore the air game. There's not, there's not, even when you went to the, and again, we'll talk about the R&B tracks, but there was nothing, nobody showed up there where they weren't doing their best. True. Yeah. So it was, it was, even, even that, <laughs> even his, his sub-in for, for Nicki Minaj, what's her name? Melly? <laughs> even oh, she kind of yeah, ripped it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I was like, oh shit, it's Nicki. I was like, oh no, this is not Nicki. This is just <laughs> a Nicki stand-in. But like, everybody <laughs> ripped it. So it was, it was, it's. It's it was cool hearing out of being out of a year overall where all the major label releases have kind of sucked in hip hop. Yeah. Or at least have been all right at best. Yeah. It's cool to kind of have him come out there and sneak out just a really solid project from beginning to end. Yeah. And and somebody who really had no excuse to like it was he had X amount. What he it's he's only recently been out. Like he hasn't had a lot of time to kind of put his all together. So it's kind of crazy where you look at a Drake, where Drake's been working on that fucking album for like fucking years, where you know Mill probably put it together in like six months. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of it's and it's and it's something where it's I think there's still a space for like high. You know, he's got the Phil Collins sample in the beginning. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. cool hearing that like luxurious type of heavy, expensive type hip hop. You know, yeah. It's cool that him and Jay are rapping over like you know old school sample. It's cool, and I forget what song. Maybe it's respect respect the game. Well, even the Cardi B song where it's just like. Old school, this just that old yeah, school, like I mean, this hardcore fucking trap shit. You know it, what I'm it felt like like two thousands era like mixtape hip hop. Agreed. Yeah, is a great time in hip hop. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> so like when I say that, like you know, I'm not trying to belittle it, but yeah, it, it kind of it had that energy, you know, of, of like that era, and like yeah, he was able to capture and package that, and I think that like you know. Hip hop is, I mean, it's always been a weird space, but like, I think this is kind of like a pretty refreshing kind of album to have in 2018. Yeah. Because like, hip hop has been so scattershot this year. Um, it's kind of cool to kind of see somebody, you know, maybe, I wouldn't say stay in their lane, but like, like just take their lane to a new level. Yeah. It's, 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 like I said, it's, and go back to it, it's, it's hip hop, trap music. It's, it's not, it's not trying to make this crazy concept album. It's not trying to do this, this, this. Even the the issues I have with it, where it's it's heavily A and R'd. Like you said, it's A and R'd in that same way you would have those rap albums from back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like, all right, who's <laughs> popping? Who's which R&B person is popping? Oh, fucking Jeremiah. You know, LMA. Put just get two tracks from him, and that's about it. Like it's it yeah. fitted everything perfectly and still kept to the division. So it's something where when you had like a Nicki Minaj, where she's clearly. Doing similar like A and R things, but flailing in those waters. Yeah. Or you have Drake kind of there, you know, doing it correctly, but in in his case, at times sounding bored. Yeah. Or putting up a couple of songs that sound the same. Yeah. Meek Mill just came out, you know, like he's he's happy to be fucking rapping, and it's 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 a rarity for somebody to be, you know, in 2018. Unfortunately, <clears throat> if you want to hear passionate rapping, you've got to go to you know, besides your Kendricks or your J Coles, you've got to go to the underground. It's cool to kind of see that you know amongst you know rappers who still sell millions of copies, who still you know can play stadiums, and there's still some life, there's still some energy in that level of hip hop. Yeah, no, yeah. definitely, definitely. So, uh, so yeah, Meek Mill, 
Uh, that's a thumbs up from us. Uh, this next album, Earl Sweatshirt. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I struggled with this album, dog. I, I see why. I struggled. All right. I'm going to make the sell. I mean, they make the sell. Okay. So, All right. I kind of get it. Because Earl is somebody where you look at our future, and when Earl came out, it's almost like this. And, and I'm going to use these vague comparisons, and it's no diss, but like he came out like this reincarnation of Eminem, where it's just, and hear me out, like this, this teenage angst, just like, like, fuck you, this and that. But at the same time, for lyricism and the kind of insight that you see with Nas. Yeah. So he came out of the boat basically 16 as, like, God MC anointed. Yeah. And since then, he's been basically, I mean, for lack of a better term, like, you know, just just a sourpuss. And I think that's the genius of kind of Earl. I think that I could definitely see why, particularly compared to a Meek Mill where it's all high octane, positivity, so-and-so. Yeah. Where you've got a, a fantastic, arguably pound for pound. Actually, pound for pound, probably the most talented MC out there. I'd, I'd make the argument. No, I, no, I definitely. Yeah. And, I, and I think that's why I was so disappointed with yeah. this album. Because um, he didn't show any of that. Yeah. And, it, and, it's, and, it's, and it's basically like, you know, some rap songs. It's basically a showcase of depression. Yeah. And, yeah. But I, I kind of like just because... He linked himself up to because right now, and it's what I liked about it. What I thought was most striking was the return of loops. Where yeah. going back to the Meek Mill thing, where yeah. he's got the Phil Collins sample, where it's just like you know, generally in hip hop nowadays, it's really expensive to like clear samples. Well, there's been an underground movement of a lot of guys resampling stuff again, but mm-hmm. underground because you know, worst case scenario, these guys aren't selling lots of money. Yeah, you're probably making almost no money off the records. It's just they're kind of putting all these cool samples, and. I feel like in back in the days you had, let's say, uh, you know, you had your clean, you had your bomb squad where it was just like putting samples together for chaos. You had your DJ premieres where it's just beautifully placed samples that kind of almost that you know he was able to kind of find a piece of a song and make and flip it and make a whole new song yeah. similar to Dilla. You had something like RZA where he was able to find like a mean sample, make it sound a little low bit rate and make it sound kind of scary. Um, what I guess Earl and some of the modern contemporaries are doing is almost making kind of trippy where the samples are kind of off where it's not a pretty pretty sample it's like yeah alright here's a piece of music and it's looping but it's almost atonal there's noise in this case he put intentional noise there with his actual record scratches where I'm pretty sure there aren't supposed to be record scratches and sometimes the audio fades in and out and yeah. it's kind of dense I mean I kind of see because I remember I recommended it to uh, my fiance's brother and then I forget he called it whiskey and cigar music and I think he was trying to like <laughs> trying to be a positive but I kind of see him as like this is kind of old you know old depressing kind of stuff even though Earl well, yeah yeah like content wise yeah. yeah yeah very very yeah. much so yeah even very though so. Earl is fucking you know god damn it this motherfucker's not barely fucking 25 you know yeah. what I'm saying yeah if that I don't even think he even hit 25 yet but what I do love about it is the fact of the artistry's there. I do love the fact of where there's a lot of newer rappers who are doing weird loop things like uh, Mike, like Mac Hami, like, you know, to a certain extent, Rock Marciano, although it's a little more luxurious. And he's kind of tapping into that old school, just like loops and loops and loops. Now, I can kind of see how it's a hard listen because literally it's just 25 minutes of just weird loops and depression. But I do lack, like, do like, I should say, the fact that he definitely, you know, you, you look at where his career is going versus Tyler, versus the internet, versus all the other. Yeah, you know, it's just kind of cool to kind of see him go, you know, just drop weird experimental shit. 
Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And, and I, I, I think, you know, so number one, you know, like, like I'm glad that he's in a space where he can talk about this, his depression and, and kind of like, you know, and I, it's very evident on this album. And like, I, I love the fact that hip hop is in a space where we can talk about it. Like, you know, even though the products may not be that great, but talking about bipolar disorder, depression, you know. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it, like, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been the myth. <laughs> 2018 has been the year of mentally, yeah, the mental illness but, and rap music. I mean, but you know, look, look at the look at the world, you know. Um, but I, I, I think, and maybe it's just because, like, like he's, I feel like he's a better rapper than Tyler. Um, I feel like he, you know, he's the best rapper, you know, in not future. Uh, come at me, um, but I just feel like maybe he needs more space to kind of like step back and and maybe you know take care of some things um and and i, I guess that's that's that, that, like I, now that i said that that doesn't sound that great <laughs> um so i want to take that back he uh, needs let's help edit that out. um but i just i just kind of feel like he's like it just felt so off and just kind of felt so like like his last few projects i haven't really you know led up to the potential and i i don't know what the solution is you know i just i just know him that he's a a amazing rapper you know and, and i feel like even though like he's taking a different lane from tyler like he could be better than tyler he could be more famous than tyler like i think he was on that track and maybe you know maybe that's the thing like maybe he saw that track and was like fuck that but it just it was just so disappointing to me to listen to this album um and i just <laughs> maybe it's hard for me to put in the words but like i i was just i was bored and and the Earl albums shouldn't be boring to me, especially at twenty five minutes long. And, yeah, yeah, and and I and yeah. I get it. Like I said, it's it's definitely one mood. It's definitely you know some of the maybe there's two or three songs where the samples are a little brighter and a little more. I'll, I'll say well produced. Yeah, but a lot of it is just like again dusty records, kind of yeah it's murky, super murky. Yeah, and then know? even somebody like let's say like a Doom who definitely works in yeah you know, he's got punchlines. Yeah, he's got joke samples that come in there. He's got you know you'll hear like a sample of a cartoon or something. He lines it up where you know Earl is just depression is straight through, you know, and it's kind of sad. Like even when his parents are speaking. It's not like a necessarily a positive thing. It's still yeah. very somber sounding overall. Yeah. Even beyond the fact that fortunately his father died during this album cycle. Mm. But I think, and I think it's something where I read on a forum where what I like about Earl is I think sometimes in hip hop, there's not a space, there's definitely a space to be experimental. As a matter of fact, who was somebody, I think it was Maroon 5, was saying how basically how hip hop is the most experimental art form. He put some kind of word giving hip hop props. You know, like, oh, yeah, you know, which is you know, true. It makes sense, yeah. But at the same time, I think of hip hop, it's, it's it's a weird space of where at a certain point, it's hard to find. It's almost like, so you've got your, your big hip hop superstar, you've got these big hip hop releases, and you've got the underground, right? You've got these two. But it's like you rarely kind of go between both places where like, and it's going to be a horrible, horrible, horrible allegory. I'm going to go there anyway. Like, uh... It's. I feel like at times with with rock stars or rock rock bands or in the, or even in the pop space, you're able to experiment. Whereas, yeah. like, all right, cool. 
Like, you know, I've done this guitar shit. Now I'm going to make my weird synth dancey track shit. Yeah. You know, or, you know, I'm here doing this and now, you know, I, I'm, I'm the pop star. And now I'm going to make my weird reggae album. Yeah. You know, you're able to kind of do that. And it even had like, even in country music, because what's his name? Who's the, um, Chris Barnes? The, not Chris Barnes, the, the alter ego. Who was that famous country star uh, from Chris the 90s? Gaines. Chris Gaines. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you even have a Chris Gaines moment. So I think with the Earl album, a lot of it comes to our expectations. Yeah. Where he's somebody where, yo, this dude could easily, he could easily go out there, like similar to Finn Stables, his BFF, right? Yeah. Again, love Vince Staples to death. One of my favorite rappers out there. He's way more talented than Vince Staples. He's somebody where Vince Staples had that project where it's got Kenny B doing more stuff. It's a little more sunnier, yada, yada, yada. If Earl Sweatshirt basically made a phone call to Frank Ocean, if oh, he yeah. made a phone call to Tyler, yeah. if he made any of these phone calls, he'd be huge. But he's like, look, I just want to kind of stay in this smirk. I want to kind of stay in this level. And it makes me wonder if, uh, to a certain extent, if it's us. Well, That's yeah, hip-hop. like, I, you know, like I, you, if you're going to be a rapper, you got to be, you know, a rapper, like, and, you know, crotch grabbing, baddest motherfucker out there, so, yada, yada, yeah, yada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I will have to say, so first off, I like I know people who know Earl or in his crew. So hopefully, you know, I, I don't want to, to take my what I said about Earl like have them take that as, as a negative. Like I know he's going through a lot of stuff. Um, and I think that's what it is. Like, I think me as a consumer, like I'm struggling with like what this, you know, this person needs to be as an artist. Like I'm kind of like vaulting him up and saying like, Oh, you need to be this. And I'm sure that's like (laughs) contributing to, (laughs) you know, his depression. And, you know, you know, as somebody who's used to be in the music industry, who like, you know, it's maybe two or three degrees degrees away from this person or who actually knows other hip hoppers who kind of struggle with the same thing. It kind of sucks, you know, like to see that in myself. <laughs> Cause I, I think that that's, that's something that at least I'm conscious about it, but there's a lot of people on, you know, any hip hop message board who's probably like our Twitter or Instagram, who's probably sending him nasty DMs, you know? And, and I don't know what the solution is. You know, I, I think like Earl, Earl should be able to make the music that he wants to make. And, and, you know, like he should be able to use his music as a vehicle for him to kind of, you know, uh, get some of his thoughts and feelings out. Um, you know, I, I this kind of sucks that like, and I don't know who to blame. It's just, this, this could, you know, he could be like an artist that, not saying like it's going to be super huge. Like I'm not saying he's trying to be like a Drake, but he, like I I do feel like he has a lot of potential and he has like a long career. I just like hope that you know, like maybe if he wants to reach that potential, he can. So don't put him in the box, man. man. Don't put a little Earl in the box. I'm, I'm trying to backtrack. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm going. I'm going to get no, in, but I get it. I, it's know? the idea of where, and it's like anything else. It's and 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 we and as music fans, I think we struggle with that. Where it's the idea of where. And it's not, it's and 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 I, and I like the way you kind of backtrack because it's not self-destructive. He's just like, look, I want to do these joints. This is what I'm doing now. Yeah. It's like if you want to hear, and I, I think you know who I liked. I think it's of all people. You ready for this reference? Fucking Tool, Tool, the this lead singer of Tool, Maynard. I forget. You know how? So they again, huge rock band. Yeah. They've been around for decades. So yeah. obviously they've got their their own fan base. And I forget, he had said something Snow Snide, where it's very much like, I guess, some of the actor interviews, like, oh, well, you know, you have the new album coming out. Because obviously, this is like years ago, because who has albums every like 10 years? But uh, anyway, he had, a, he had an interview, la- like, last album cycle. 
And then somebody asked him a question about, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. You've got a new album coming out. And, you know, what about the heaviness, man? Yada, yada, yada. And he's just basically like, look, this is where I am now. If you want to hear me fucking scream and rage, that's what the fucking old albums are for. So fuck you. And it was very, he just said it so assholey. And I'm kind of paraphrasing it. He didn't use as many curse words, but it was cool to kind of say, hear somebody say like, hey, you know, you've got these old records. Yeah. They're still there. Yeah. But I'm doing this now. And I think it's a struggle that we all have. I mean, infamously, Prince. Prince is somebody where, you know, he had a decade plus of pure genius and he went pure experimental shit. You know, he's rapping, he's wearing fucking basically mankinis on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's and it's it's a little awkward and you wonder where, you know, this goes to the bigger question of am I creating the art for myself or for my public? And, and, and yeah, and that's like <laughs> I don't think that I mean that's questions that's that's the same question that's being asked by artists since the beginning of time. Agree. You know, and I, there's no easy answer to that question. Yeah, you know, I I've met artists who they hate their earlier work, and and a lot of it is because you know like they might have beef with a producer or they might have been sleeping with a producer <laughs> who made it or like, you know, it's like, you know, or, or you know, for some reason, like, like, a, a, say a record label, like exact said, Hey, do this song or we're like dropping from the label, you know? So they hate like <laughs> those earlier tracks, but those tend to kind of, you know, for me, it's like, I like a lot, of, a lot of artists earlier work. And I feel like that's what, you know, people who are consumers of music tend to like, or like tend to grab grab onto maybe those those hit tracks and things like that, but artists hate them, you know, and like they want to evolve, they want to like you know do new things, and yeah, we do put them in the box, and I it, again like I I don't know the solution, like we're not going like solving this is going to be like you know solving the meaning of life. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're going to be able to solve it in like 45 minutes in a podcast. Nope, but, nope, not at all. Not uh, at all. But yeah, no, anyway, um, yeah, some rap songs were else sweatshirt. Like I said, you know, I wish to do the best of luck. That's all I can say. Now I have to go to what will unite us all as two grown black men. <laughs> Mariah Carey. Hell yeah. <laughs> so uh, long story short and... I've avoided this album just because, you know, I feel like to a certain extent, Mariah Carey's kind of become, you know, a funny meme, funny character, yep. you yep. know. Now, that's known for more of her theatrics. And I say theatrics of quotes because she's not mean spirited, but it's more like, you know, is Mariah Carey getting carried into a stage? Is yep. Mariah Carey cracking some shade? She's been known for, and not, 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 not like, not where near like loving hip hop shit. No. But just very much like she's kind of settled into her, um, you know, elder diva phase. Yeah. And I hate even saying elder diva, but somebody where it's like, look, I've been here for decades, y'all. Look yeah. at this dope ass music. Yeah. Respect my authority. Well, you know, I do have to say, because, you know, like there's a conversation just on a side note p- calling Aretha Franklin like a diva. Yeah. And, and, you know, I don't know if she ever owned that term or whatever, but, you know, I, and somebody brought up the, the things like these women are divas because they had to fight so hard to do for all the shit that they've gotten. Agreed. <laughs> Particularly, yeah, no, it's, it's Mariah Carey. And, Look at her. This, and, and, yeah. and like they had, they have to be, you know, assholes a lot of times. They yeah. have to like fight for whatever. And then you call them a diva. So like. Just a side note. No, but it's true. Because <laughs> even, even her career where, don't get me wrong, that first album was great. But for to have the Mariah Carey we had today, she literally had to fight her way from like Tanya Matola. Like, you know, she had to like, yeah. like weasel away out from this weird Svengali who felt like he owned her and felt yeah. like her career had a certain path. Yeah. Um, but anyway, long story short, she dropped a new album. And uh, I think the... Um, 
you know, it, it dropped. I think the last album I wasn't a big fan of. I can't remember the specifics about it. So I was like, all right, whatever. I'll listen to it whenever chance. And then I heard good things about this album, and I kind of ignored it. And unfortunately, because of, you know, the holidays, the, 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 the juggernauts that is the Mariah Carey Christmas album has arisen from the ocean and is currently <laughs> walking across New York City, breathing flyer everywhere, Godzilla style, and just basically, it's already back to, I think, the, the top of the holiday charts. And it's probably going to be played at every fucking mall. Good for her. For the next, and no, and Get great for money. her. Great, it's a fucking, it's a, it's American song, standard. We'll, yeah. we'll outlive us and our <laughs> yeah. kids and our kids' kids, assuming <laughs> the nuclear fucking All Holocaust. All I want for happen. Christmas is you. Yeah. Like. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, so it dropped. Stuck around. in my head now. Yeah. So, but anyway. So, like, you know, it dropped around a little bit before, I think a week before Thanksgiving. So I was like, all right, cool. You know, I'm in Mariah mood. Let me go give it, give, let me go give this new album Caution to play. And holy fuck, it's probably one of the, I would say it's like the best album of the year, but it's definitely from beginning to end, the most consistent. Like, it's just oh, quality yeah. work from beginning to end. There's no weird, you know, she's not trying to go out there and put a reggaeton track on there. Yeah. There's not a weird track that suddenly comes out there where it's like fucking, you know, Rick Ross talking about he's bringing in keys. There's not a weird fucking crossover track of fucking, you know, Tyler Perry or some shit. Who knows? <laughs> it's just Mariah Carey doing what she does best. And even what's, what I found funny was the first single, um, GTFO, yeah. I remember I heard it and I was yeah. like, nah, eh, I saw, this, I saw the yeah. title and I was like, nah, it's gonna be some cheesy ass. Yeah. Trying to stay, you know, keep up with the, the young kids type shit. And what's cool about Mariah Carey is that, and I think we kind of forget, because she's, she's got such a great voice and she's got so many solid ass ballads. We forget at the core of Mariah Carey, she, nobody does like pop R&B better. No. Like she makes, think about it. She gave Older the Bastard a top like hit. Yeah. Top pop hit. Yeah. So whatever, when Mariah Carey works in that R&B pop space, it's fucking flames. And I know, like, you know, you got a lot of recent, you know, you, you may have Ariana Grande had a great album this year. You yeah. know, everybody's whispering about, you know, um, Rihanna's new reggae crossover album is going to eventually come out, I guess, in the next six months or maybe never. Who knows? Or if she has time. But it was, I think the album's a showcase of the genius of where Mariah Carey goes out there and says, hey, I'm just going to write. 10 cute songs for you to drive to the beach with. Yeah. And it's fucking flames. Yeah. You know what's so interesting about this album? You know, because, like, all, all the kids now, like, uh, 90s R&B. And, you know, and I, and I feel like this album probably started in, like, you know, for A&R, saying, like, hey, Mariah, <laughs> the kids like the 90s R&B. You got to put out an album. You got to take, take advantage of this moment, right? And Mariah probably said, okay, cool. I'm going to put out an album. And, but she didn't put out an album that, like, you know, I feel like tried to cater to, like, the trend. No. She went back and did the shit that she knows. Agreed. <laughs> and this and this, and this little hint. Sometimes you hear, like, a little, a very subtle trap hi-hat. Like, it's not like yeah, she's totally, like, this yeah. is the 90s. It's just like you said. She's just like, I do Mariah Carey shit. Exactly. Here's Mariah Carey shit in 2018. Exactly. It's fucking flame. And it's great, too, because, like, it's so authentic. <laughs> And I feel like this this year, I'm not saying that the lack of authenticity this year, but like there is a lot of trend tracing this year. There is a lot of like, hey, let's put like you got to put Quavo on your, you know, your track this year. You know, and Mariah like didn't do that. Yeah. And she didn't have to. Agreed. That's I, the beautiful thing. Like she didn't have to. Yeah, And even when she has like, you know, you've got like Ty Dolla Sign. Yeah. Which is my favorite track. Ty yeah. Dolla Sign and, and Blood Orange. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. And then. <laughs> 
But my favorite is like Gunner. So Gunner is somebody where basically, you know, he's a 2018 Young Thug replacement because Young Thug can't find his way sometimes. Even he shows up and it's just like, no, this is Mariah Carey's show. Yeah. Like it's something where it is never hear anything here that's jarring. Slick Rick even comes up. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. The, and these are all like, like it, it, it falls into her weird world. And I feel like we don't really give her respect because like she's been dropping dope ass pop RB fucking things for decades. And it's just we kind of forget because, you know, all the theatrics. It, well, exactly. I mean, and, and let's be honest. Like, you know, like I, I she did get to a point where, you know, like I, I think she didn't know how to adjust to the changing culture. Yeah, I think Emancipation of Mimi. What, the one when she was playing two people a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. And like, you know, and, and she got kind of, you know, like I said, we've, we've talked about this before. Like R&B is a, it's just weird. Yes. You know, it's in a weird mode. You're like, do you go hip hop or do you go experimental? Do you, you know, like, and I'm sure she probably had those conversations. Um, but yeah, no, like, 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 like. I, I think this is like, you know, it, it's just, you know, the perfect time for this album to come out because we are having this 90s R&B revival and we are kind of like, you know, like, like, like kind of trying to ba- maybe like look at more authenticity in R&B. So she struck when the, where, when the fire was hot. Um, but yeah, like, like she did, like the fact that, you know, you, you have Slick Rick on a track. Yeah. And it's dope. And and like that track, like 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 it, it's almost like Slick Rick was like some new Atlanta fucking like hip hop. Like if it, it sounded so natural, yeah, so effortless to have it, and so so effortless to have him on that track. Yeah, like I almost forgot it was Slick Rick. My favorite is like she has a is it, is it no no no? It's that one track where it's basically that they use a crushing you beat. Yeah 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 yeah. yeah. So that's the most cliched beat ever. Yeah, yeah. And then for some reason she just takes it. And it just, it sounds fucking brand new. It sounds like, oh shit, this is like a fucking, like I would not, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, and, and that's the thing, the genius about Mariah Carey. And it's something where, and I think what works well with this album is the last song is a ballad. But for the most part, these are pretty much upbeat tracks to drive around with your girlfriends with or your boyfriends. So what's cool about it is the fact of where, you know, she may not be the same, like, you know, 18 octaves, vocal runs for like 24 hours, yeah. but she's like, yo, but my strength, and it really was, was always, I make really good pop R&B shit. Yeah. And she does not leave this lane and it's fucking, it's, it's a masterclass to your, all your LMAs out there, <laughs> all your Trey songs, you know what I'm saying? All your Jeremiah's, like it's a masterclass of where, like, this is how you do these fucking humble ass fucking R and B songs, and I feel like I feel like you know I feel like and maybe this is a story I tell myself. A part of me, okay, I know I brag on LMA like so so much. <laughs> I do feel she's an algorithm, and not saying like like why. All right, so when I say that, I she mean she could be a hologram. I want to be. Has anybody <laughs> has anybody seen LMA live? And I'm close. I I was not up close when I saw her. Live. Oh, you see exactly. I don't so. know. You but know? I mean, but I mean, I, I I do think that you know, like you know, again, like the trends are the kids like nineties R and B and like some A and R's like, oh, I got somebody, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, so that's why I, why I say like she's an algorithm. But um, I think she kind of saw that and just kind of like, yeah, like I like let me show these kids <laughs> what what R and B really is like. Like, yeah. let, like, like, and let let me come at this. Let me like 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 show people who the queen bee is. But, you know, when you do that, there's a lot of times where your ego can take advantage of you. So, like, that's what happened with Nicki Minaj, you know, and her album. And, like, that whole, you know, because Nicki Minaj saw Cardi B and, you know, like, and she's like, well, no, I'm the queen bee. I put in this work. And, like, she kind of came out and that album was a disaster. Like, 
Mariah did the kind of maybe did the same thing and like, but she she knows her strengths. Yes, and she's comfortable and she and like she like she felt confident in what she could bring to the table as opposed to what she couldn't bring to the table. Agreed. You know, agreed. and I think you know, and I'm sure there's probably some like you know. Means with A and R is saying like, "Hey, like put Quavo on, <laughs> on your track," and like and Mariah's like, "Like no, fuck you," you know, like I'm Mariah Carey, like <laughs> so, uh, and and like I think that confidence kind of just drips through the entire album, like it just it just it felt so natural, and I like like, like that's what I heard, uh, even like something like "Get the Fuck Out," which. I thought it was a great way to start the album. Oh, it is. This is me, and I'll admit it. It was me hating off the you know new Mariah Carey song GTFO, and I was like, oh, get the fuck out of here. And I you know hit <laughs> next on, on my browser. Well, and I think I think as a single, yeah, without the context, I think it probably would be. I would probably be the same way. But like that's like you know just me pressing play. I was like, oh shit, I'm here for this. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> and that's the thing. It's it's an album. Even the way it flows and it ends in that that really like deep ballad. It's. It's weird. It's it's gonna make it's gonna be one of my favorite albums of the year. I think I, I, it's something where I even the albums I like they they do things. There's parts where I'm like I could fix. I wish I could fix that. She's yeah. like, look here here are the, these songs is all dope. Take them, and that's about it. And I can't be mad. It's well sequenced. It's it's just a really well put together album, and subtly because it's it's a lot easier to say like a. You look at, look at like a Frank Ocean, where it's like, oh, he's doing this this highbrow R and B about basketball chores and all this other shit, yeah. and blah blah blah. Look at SZA, where she talked about this this relationship she was in and how it was like, you know, it was so tough. And look at the weekend, talking about the pain and the struggle he's had and addiction, and everything else. But I care's like, nah, man, I'm giving you these fucking R and B ass jams to rock in the whip on your way to the club while you all about two or three drinks into the pregame, and it's fucking dope. Like yeah. I can't like it's something where for what for what is going for, I don't even know why she called it caution because it's not it even even that song is not that scary like you know what I'm saying yeah no it's just really it's something where I it's I'm hoping it blows up I think that I, I love this Mariah Carey and I think it's something that we kind of need particularly in this weird space of where R and B has <clears> got to be dark and trappy and everything else it's just like you know no I, yeah like I I'm, I'm happy to see it blowing up I think it has like like. I mean, not like billions of streams, but they're they're hitting like 65, 75 million streams, according to the Epic press release they got. Shout out to Epic Records. Holler, holler, my, my holler, holler, you writers out there. We see um, you struggling for those words. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, 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 it's cool to kind of because I finally pressed play on this album because like two or three people who like I genuinely think have like great music taste, um, and I think even. You, something <laughs> you don't. But wait, like... wait, wait, wait! <laughs> Look, I am proud of my Weird Al Yankovic collection. And there, even, buddy. and even this dude, this mother. No, but like, um, but like, there's so many people who are kind of like, yo, this is dope. This is fire. So like, the word of mouth on this album, like, it's going to like, it, it's going to be like, um. You know, like that movie that you're just like, oh man, I don't know. And then, like, the by the third week, it's like number one movie in the country. Cause, like, I feel like the word of mouth of this album is just like growing and growing and growing, you know? So, yeah, no. Yeah, props to Mariah. Props to Mariah. Coming back here, you know what I'm saying? Come at me, boo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'll sit there. I'll do things Nick Cannon won't. I'll rub your feet. Carry your carry your dogs, carry your eighteen pounds of baggage. <laughs> but uh, you know, but, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> Where's McKenna out right now? Oh, the, he's still he's still dressing up like a genie, man. Mm. Grant, granting wishes, apparently, yeah, <laughs> and, and getting peace with Azealia Banks. <laughs> oh 
Okay. <laughs> um. I know we did a lot of do this. This we're, the podcast is almost over. Oh, we kind of ripped through every. We had a lot of new shit to talk about too. Oh fuck, man! Damn, we, we got two more albums. Yeah, I could, I could do All a right. quick wrap up. Uh, I, I'll start with mine. It, it's easy. Uh, obviously, world sucks. So there's been a lot of angry, protesting kind of music out there. Uh, there's a band called Idols. Um, they blew up last year. You know what I love about like bands like this is they're huge, huge in England, huge overseas. <laughs> Huge, <laughs> but over here it's like mm, indie rock. Huge love, huge, huge, huge. But uh, their <laughs> album was called the new album was called Joy as an Act of Resistance. And the thing is, they're basically a punk band. Mm. So the idea is the fact of where uh, you know you've got a guy and they're woke, and a lot of punk bands <laughs> obviously are woke. It's been a time for you know economic upheaval and everything else. Yeah. You've got a lot of angry bands out there doing stuff, and you know they're using allegories and stories. These guys are just basically much like you know. Fuck Brexit, fuck Trump, just just heavy-handed as shit. Yeah. But the reason why they work is two reasons. One, because the actual musicians are great. Yeah. So the music they're playing behind it is not just punk music. It's like indie rock. It's dance punk. It's everything. There's really good musicians, and also the singer himself is basically just he knows how to sell things earnestly. Mm. And, and so like the best example would be the first song. So the first song beginning begins as Colossus. And it's like this dark, like almost Interpol kind of like build to a song. And it's going, oh, oh, you know, it's this building, 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 building. Yeah. And then pause, you know, Travis Scott, <laughs> beat switch. Oh, word. And okay. it goes straight into basically this, this, you know, oi, 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 punk song that like you would hear at any Irish bar. Yeah. And it goes, and then what, what the, the line that got me was, uh, I'm like Stone Cold Steve Austin. I put homophobes in coffins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then from that point on, it goes straight. Like, the next song is basically one of the best titles, Never Fight a Man for Perm. Mm. <laughs> and it begins with almost... Facts. A, yeah. Facts across <laughs> across the world from Watts <laughs> to Brixton. And it begins with, like, almost this little dance punk. Like, you know, almost something Block, Block Party would definitely sing over this beat. Word. Right? Okay. And he goes over it, and he's like, all right, he does a little punk stuff. And at a certain point, it's just like... Oh, when the hook comes in, concrete mm. and leather, leather, he's basically knocked this dude out for basically stepping up to him because he thinks he's not masculine enough. Mm. And it's a, it's an album full. He's got another song about um, they've got another song called uh, Denny and the Delco, which is basically about immigrants. So the, so Denny and the Delco is his friend who's his Polish immigrant, and in the video is just him kind of showing up and like you know you see like an African woman, this Muslim dude, his lines like you know the Islam did not eat your hamster. It's just very woke. But so earnest, and I, and I love it, and I think it's because a lot of that could be kind of corny, yeah. but it's so well done and well written that it doesn't seem corny. It doesn't feel like something that'll be dated in like four or five years. Yeah. And even when, like, in halfway through, he kind of takes the blinders off because his daughter his daughter died. He was born, stillborn. Damn. And he kind of throws a song like that in the middle, which is played like 100%. And it flows well in the album just because even though he's taking the piss out of a lot of this stuff, it's serious ass shit. So it just works well. And then, so what I love about it is just like in these times, it's like, look, you know, there's a lot of things about how we react towards the worlds that are changing and we should fight and not things. And what I like about the message is basically, you know, even the title, like I said, it's, it's, it's joy as an act of resistance. It's like, look, you know, I see what you're doing over there. I see you bothering those people. You know, you can either have a you know pint <laughs> and yeah. relax 
or I'll hit you with my brass knuckles. Either way, it's good for me. And it's kind of cool kind of hearing music like that, particularly 2018. That's what's up. Yeah. That's what's up. So I, I, I quickly want to talk about, um, and I know we, we, we got to sign off because y'all, y'all bored of us. <laughs> but um, the night, so I, I started listening to the 1975. Oh, nice. Um, which is uh, they, their new album, A Brief Inquiry into Online Relationships. Yes. And, you know, like, you know, we talk about R&B, we talk about like, you know, hip hop going through some shit. Indie rock is going through some shit right now. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. You know, like basically like the alternative rock charts are a mismatch of like EDM dudes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 21 Pilots, Muffet and Sons. Yeah. <laughs> and then ED, some indie EDM dude who's just like apparently is a white cisgendered male and so he does indie rock and like like so 1975 i i was told to listen to this album by two two different people who think this is the future of rock music uh one other person was kind of like this is the end of rock as as we know it (laughs) and and basically that person said basically it's like a rock band who listens to drake all the time and like you know, half their songs are kind of like more traditional rock. And the other half is just kind of like you know pop hip hop, you know, or like uh, I think it's like two time, two time, two time, uh, which is just like literally just kind of like a uh, you know fucking tropical house song. <laughs> and it's just kind of like you know, and I think you know your your gruff ass indie rock dudes are like, what the what the fuck is this? Yeah. Um, I'm kind of thinking that this is the archetype for what indie rock is going to be. I'm not saying this is like the perfect indie rock album, but just like when you were talking about that the other band, they're mad woke. Now this wokeness comes off as like kind of like insincere. Like you just you know like he just you know it's like you know they're both from the you know, they're from the UK and like they start talking about like the struggle of black American men <laughs> and like they throw out like calling Kaepernick like you know why are people like mad at Kaepernick. You know, for kneeling on the pitch. And, <laughs> the pitch. Um, you know, so like, like, but I, I think you know, the, the there are moments of greatness in, in this album. Um, you know, just talking about um, social media and like the loneliness we feel from social media. Um, the dude who's the, the lead singer, uh, who's like uh, Matt Healy. Uh, was, I mean, he's like young. He's like 27, 28, but he already beat a heroin. Yeah, he's like, he's like, oh, that was that was last summer. <laughs> <laughs> so he talks about that. And he talks about it kind of like directly. Um, and it, I mean, it's it's kind of like that British shoegaziness with like a pop veneer, uh, which is kind of cool. Um, you know, I'm not saying it's a great album. But I do see moments of greatness here. There are some tracks I'm going to come back to. And I, I do think this is a, the archetype of what, quote unquote, indie rock is going to be or rock music is going to be. Like, it's going to be an influence. Like, rock has never taken influences from other genres. And we're like, we're, we're past that point where, you know, you know, like, you have the separation. So hip hop has always taken influence from rock. And now, like, like the doors open on the other side. So you're going to have this. I'm not saying it's going to be great, but, like, you're going to have these rock bands experimenting with different beats, you know. I mean, we've had that with rock and EDM. We've had that with, like, you know, like, the DFA stuff, like, where it's, like, rock slash punk was all four to the floor. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so, like, we've had this before. It's, not, it's nothing new, but I, I, I think... Um, like this is such a divisive band, um, and I see why. But I'm on, I'm on the, 
kind of like, hey, this is kind of good, good for the good for the world a no. little bit. I, 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 I'm a fan. I mean, not a huge fan, but I respect what they've been doing. It's, it's funny because I dated somebody a little bit too young for me years ago when, and, <laughs> and then she loved the band and because they kind of grew up kind of like this pseudo, you know, rock boy band. Yeah. And then they dropped an album a couple of years ago, which was just, like you said, it's just, we're just doing everything at, at any given time. Yeah. And like, and like you said, I think it's the future. I think it's the idea of where rock is a genre where it's been very selfish. Yeah. It's like, you know, they've played with places like, you know, the police are basically a reggae band. Yep. You've got Rage Against the Machine who, who does, is pure hip hop. But it's always kind of come back where the rock has to be 70% of it. Yeah. And I think the idea of where you've got this band out there where it's like, no, we're doing <laughs> we're doing a track literally where, you know, it's just, you know, this is just, just a Drake song. This is just going to be a house song. Yeah. You know. But while just being themselves is cool, and I, I think it's a place of where, like I said, it's the future. It's because right now the the algorithm god, you know, the algorithm god will still throw you the songs you like, but it will still throw you, you know, curveballs because everybody listens to everything now. Yeah. So it, it will not just give you all these tracks. And I think the idea we got to spread out because the world is random. And I think what's cool about them is, and not to make this allegory, you've got a Radiohead who kind of switches the style up every album and they experiment. And I think what's cool about 1975 is that we kind of look at an experiment of where it's just like, all right, you know, here comes fucking Johnny Grudewood, you know, on, on the Radiohead stage pulling out this fucking 5,000 pound synthesizer and like the fucking orchestra. Yeah. Where there's somebody's like, now nah, I'm going to experiment because we're going to have like, you know, Bad Bunny on a track. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of cool to kind of see these guys kind of play with pop and kind of do different things. So, yeah, no, I, it's, it's something where I haven't had a chance to listen to this album, but I'm looking forward to it because you got to, it's, it's something where, at this point, at this point in time, they stay like a, a genre rockist. Like I'm not leaving my little corner of the music world. It's fucking foolish and it's fucking sad. Yeah, no, genre anything. Yeah. Like like, uh, but uh, all right. So side note, uh, there's a race now for Black America's favorite rock band. It's between Tame Tam Impala and 1975. Ooh, so Tame. <laughs> Tame has Rihanna as co-signed though. Yeah, they got knighted. She came out there. But, Queen Rihanna came out with the sword. It's a rap now. But, but seventy five has a a, a a really dope track with Travis Scott. So shit, they had the, the youngins. <laughs> they might have the youngins. They might they might be Black War. Yeah. Oh shit, no more no more Kirk Cobain shutouts. <laughs> <laughs> All those points gone from the Kirk Cobain oh, estates. <laughs> my goodness. All right. And on that note, people. <laughs> Uh, it's been real. It's been real. We're back here. We're back here. Clear. I know last week, you know, I was in Central Bookings. Someone called me up. <laughs> and I phoned him through. You know, I didn't want my mom to know. You... So props. Thanks for giving me books, money in my books. You know what I'm saying? I was able to survive that shit. You were it not joking rough. about the gramophone, dude. Oh, you sounded was... like you from 1925, oh, nah, was, That shit, that shit, <laughs> that shit was rough, man. You know, I was out there. All I, all I did, who knew fucking shoplifting from fucking, you know, H&M will get you arrested. I did not know that. <laughs> After the clothes are free. Dude, dude. Oh, it's like, dude, like heighten your standard. H&M, man. Come on, it was, it was right there. I, I, the belt was sexy, though. <laughs> yeah, sorry, anyway, guys, gals, aliens, thanks for listening, and we'll see y'all in a week. Peace. Peace.